Hi, welcome to the Golden Swans podcast. My name is Isabella. Hello, I'm Emily. Uh, and before we start today, I would like to take a time to um, please ask you to um, pay attention to the Black Lives Matter movement and donate and sign petitions if you can't donate. It's very, we are going through a very important time. And with a whole lot of causes, not only the Black Lives Matter movement, but we are also very passionate about the Yemen crisis. So we would urge you to please at least try and sign petitions. And we are going to leave some links down below to maybe you can sign it and we're going to leave some, uh, some things to educate yourself on. To um, if you cannot donate, uh, please share the information too. Uh, we think it's very important, and we should not be um, quiet at this time. It's a time to think about those issues and think about how we are perpetuating those problems in our society. And yeah, that's it. This is a problem that everyone should be talking about right now. So. Yeah, that's yeah. it. Okay, so now into the episode of today. We're back! Yeah! Yay! <laughs> long time. Yeah, we had a little bit of... Oh, it wasn't a break, really. It was a lot of causes. Uh, we had technical problems, and then we had um, me going into... <laughs> to the other part of the world in the middle of a pandemic, which was stressful, but we are finally back. Yes, Isabella's in a hotel room in yeah. quarantine. Yeah, this is my last day of quarantine in Australia. <laughs> and hopefully I will be back until to the real world tomorrow. And I'm so mm. happy about it. I wish I was. Yeah, no. Too bad you're in Brazil. <laughs> no, yes. So, in today's podcast, we're going to talk about Modern Love. It's an Amazon Prime series that only has eight episodes. Yes. In one season. So, if you don't like spoilers or something, maybe you should watch them first and then come back yeah. to the episode. Yeah, because we are going to talk about, like, some specific episodes and we are definitely going to give you spoilers. But if you're interested, it's about, well, each episode is about one history of the, uh, based on the New York Times Chronicle called Modern Love as well. And they are all by themselves, like, um, you don't need to watch all the episodes and it doesn't have to be in order mm -hmm. and they are very uh sensitive histories of uh love like and not only like romantic but also like your feel-good episode it's great to watch uh after uh watching yeah. something really um heavy or like after you watched a horror movie or like just before you 
go to sleep and you want to unwind and think about happy things. Yeah, but I saw that I was, I thought that everyone was like liking the series, but then I saw that a lot of critics were like saying that the series were was bad. Oh, what do you mean by what do they mean by bad? Too shallow. Oh, and things like that. Like, but I think that doesn't matter. Well, <laughs> not everything needs to be really like, profound. Yeah, I don't think that's the goal of the series to have this depth of content. Of course, it's not just like everything's shallow, but it shows you like funny little. Uh, histories of how love works and how everything is different but is one feeling all around the world that it's universal and Mm. yeah it doesn't have to be oh my god this really dense thing I think it's kind of a misconception that everything about love it it has to be really heavy and um, yeah and you have to feel this power of love and sometimes love is just happy but it has complications yeah and I don't know (laughs) yeah I don't yeah (laughs) it Uh, wasn't my favorite thing in the world but I I liked and I wasn't expecting oh I really as always (laughs) you never expect anything (laughs) you have to admit too many expectations um and honestly i thought this series would be way more popular than it was because Mm -hmm. first of all the casting is amazing like we have any headway dev patel we have andrew scott like just a few names to like really don't remember the the industry but it's it's amazing, like, the casting is amazing, and the, the acting as well. It's... They casted, like, a lot of good actors. Maybe so the story could be, like, more, could be better, because you have only one episode, and it's less than half an hour, so it's like, they need mm. to, they need to be good, but the story, it's in only one episode. I don't know. What I'm talking about now. <laughs> Did you understand? Do you want? Think so. Do you want to like explain? To, to maybe catch people's attention because I don't know if you're seeing something that has already someone that you know and you like, and it has only like thirty minutes. You're more likely to watch it. Is that no, it? I don't know. Let me try to explain. <laughs> Let me think. It's like, you have only one episode. Yeah. And it's less than 30 minutes. Oh, so you have to make sure that they deliver it. Yes, the thing is good. Yeah. yeah. Because the story is not, like, too complicated. And neither the screenplay. So you need to have someone that can put all the energy there. Yeah. You know. Yeah. So that's why. For me, it's my theory. Yeah, I don't know. I'm not a casting director and I don't know why they make that choices. But yeah, I think they were really good in the in the part. 
So in the first episode that we want to talk about, we have Christian Milioti, and she's playing Maggie. And oh god, I remember, I fell in love with this series like almost instantaneously. Uh, not because of her, because I already knew her from *How I Met Your Mother*, but all the atmosphere of the series is just like really easygoing, even if it. Um, it's all around Manhattan and like New York is a bustling, like bustling city, but it's still like very easygoing. I think they used the first episode really well because when I saw Modern Love, like the name of the series, I was like, yeah. okay, this is a series about love. And we're going to see a lot of romantic things going on. Yeah. But then in the first episode, it's not romantic. Yeah, but, oh God, because we have to dormant. And I, well, obviously, if you're watching it, if you're listening to this podcast, I take that you're ready. Um, watch the series or don't care about the spoilers. Yeah. But... We have this doorman, uh, Guzman, he is Maggie's doorman. And he's really overprotective or, of her and everyone she dates. And in the first, on the first time, you're like, mm, maybe it's going to be romantic, their relationship. But you don't feel that way. But I think it's the way your brain is supposed to work like they created you to work that everything is romantic but I wasn't expecting something romantic yeah actually I was, I was like, like okay this guy is crazy <laughs> oh my god why is he doing that like he's always yeah. nitpicking every guy she brings home and uh, he says oh they're never going to call you again and which seems really mean but in the end he's always right and she mm-hmm. just moved to New York and she's in a really great apartment by the way like she she I mean she it is yeah it's a really great apartment from her family uh, which seems really weird but they address it because you're like, it's New York. No one has this this much of a great apartment if you're not, like, super rich. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, it, and she's not portrayed that way, but they address it because it's something that has been in her family for, for years. And, well, she ends up getting pregnant. I have some questions for you. Okay. About this episode that I was thinking about. Yeah. Um, do you think that the feeling that um, the doorman has with her, it's something like um, a, fa- a family feeling? Like he's well, the dad and she's the daughter? Kind of way. Um, well, Paternal. It, yeah, maybe. It feels that way. It feels way more like that than romantic, of course. And it it is... Because maybe it started as a friendship and him caring for her because he maybe thought, oh, she's alone in the city. She needs someone to take care of her. And not in a yeah. creepy way, but it's just like, oh, I'm going to keep an eye on her. 
because I was thinking, and then I realized that it's some for me it was something deeper than just this feeling of family, you know, it was something I don't know how to explain. Mm. Soulmates. Oh, there you go. It's soulmate. <laughs> it's soulmate. I don't know. It's a kind of friendship. I yeah, it's a friend. Ex- yeah, they. I don't know. I don't feel like we are supposed to. Um, put a label on, on what kind of love everything is, especially on the series because everything is so peculiar. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. like you see the type of love that in the seventh episode, uh, with the pregnant girl that I forgot the name. Uh. So yeah, I don't think we're supposed to label like what kind of love everyone feels towards each other because it's hard to pinpoint like even in your life sometimes I know there are people in my life that I don't know I cannot pinpoint like what kind of love is it like brothers like a sister like even you and me <laughs> oh. it's kind of weird because like we're best friends but we are also like family I think we almost consider each other that I'm gonna cry <laughs> <laughs> do that pause to emotional emotional scene in the podcast <laughs> <laughs> yeah and we also see that a lot in the seventh episode with um, Carla and Andy and Tobin, because they mm-hmm. not only feel the love for their child, but like for each other. But it's really hard to pinpoint. Like, she's the mother of my child, but she's also like someone strange that I didn't know until before that, you yeah. know, type of way. So, did you have something else to ask? No, just that. Yeah. And it's it's one of my favorite episodes. Yeah, the first one. Go it's on. so good. Yeah, the first one is is like you felt you like you feel so in love with the series. Like everything is so happy. Like even when you're sad, like about this episode, you're like, oh, but everything it's turns so out cute. great. It's great, and her clothes are really cute, like, they're not really my style, mm. but they're really cute, and she's always reading at coffees, and I'm like, yeah, this is great, this is the life. No, <laughs> yeah, because she, she reads a lot of books, because I think she needs to read this, those books, but yeah, it's so works. nice, I was like, oh, inspo. <laughs> oh, I want to be like you, Maggie. <laughs> yeah, and she rides a bicycle in New yeah. York. Yeah, great. She she's so brave. Because oh, she's I so would brave. be like, oh my god. I especially love the scene where she's uh biking and she's already pregnant, and Guzmin's like, "What are you doing? You cannot do that in your condition. Like, calm yeah. down. She's just pregnant. <laughs> your condition. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I have a question to you. Oh my god. Because in the second episode, we have Julie, and she tells her story about how she reunited 
with someone from her past that she it was her big what if and yes. in the end of, of the episode she goes to her husband and she says she wants a divorce but the same guy that she reunited with goes to his wife and said he wants to try again so what do you feel do you feel like she had some hope she could be with this uh, guy or maybe she was like yeah I had a conversation with a guy from the past that I could have loved uh, all my life but all my life would be different and now I realize mm -hmm. that I want to feel this type of way again but not necessarily with him and then she decided she wanted to leave her husband I don't know I thought I, I didn't saw in your point of view for me she breaks up with her husband to come back to the the guy that she met like years ago and yeah. but he didn't have the same feelings for her and it hurt so much <laughs> for me it was something like that like yeah because when I watched uh I watched it and like three times already oh my god <laughs> and that, and I feel like in the first two watches I was like mm she thought she would be reuniting with this guy and they didn't have feelings for and he ended up not having the same feelings for her but I in the third time I didn't see it that way I was really more um oh she realized she want she wanted to feel that um fall in love again mm -hmm. but not necessarily with him and yeah. like that they reuniting meant Uh, something to to each other uh, meant different things from each of them. Yeah, and not maybe. necessarily. Yeah, I watched it only once, so <laughs> <laughs> so it was I hard don't... for me to finish something like that. Oh, <laughs> I serious? see. I see. So like twice, <laughs> it's too much. <gasps> yeah. But there is another part in this episode that is the cheating part. Oh, Because yeah. I was like, oh my god. <laughs> how could... How, how I, I was thinking how I was like react to something like that. Because mm -hmm. the boy, I don't remember his name. Joshua? Joshua. Okay, Joshua. He Are you talking like, about Dev Patel, right? Yes. Joshua. He was like in love for this girl, and then he yeah. he was um making an app. <laughs> yeah, he was making it. He was uh, developing an yes. app. An app. <laughs> <laughs> How to explain the app? It's a. Uh, it's to find. It, it's kind love. of. A dating app website like tinder but i guess he had a little bit of a twist in the way he did things i don't know i don't know anything about developing yeah. apps <laughs> yeah it was really romantic his idea was really romantic and yeah. then he discovered actually the his girlfriend tells him that he was she she cheated him she cheated and on then, him on him okay and then He is. He continues to to make the app, and I was like, "Oh my god, he's just believing love." 
Oh, yeah, he, it was something really surprising because uh, he was like, oh, I still believe in love and the experience that I have doesn't mean that everyone will have to experience and heartbroken. Uh, yeah. And also, even if you do, is still part of love, I feel. Yeah, it was, it really is the Venus in Libra kind of thing. It really... I would be so sad. Like I would be. I'm gonna die. Yeah. <laughs> oh my doesn't god! Exist. Like love doesn't exist. Yeah. No. But I think this whole series is like an ode to my Venus in Libra. For me, <laughs> my... it hurts. It, it just hurts. hurts. <laughs> I was like, it's not everything as I imagined. Oh my god! No. Yeah. I can't no. accept that. And also something that I, I, I'm not going to lie, it bothered me in that episode. It was like uh, Julie spent her whole life thinking about what if she had met another man, like the man that she reunited later on, mm-hmm. while she was still married. And, and then she goes on until this night that it's the night that she decided she wants to leave her husband and but like how can you live a life and you're like still thinking about someone else maybe it's just realistic for me yeah no but it's like oh you cannot think about anyone else while you're still in love you know I think it's because we see love in a romantic way yeah you know it's not everyone that sees love in a romantic way. No, but yeah. But I feel like she had this romantic feel of this her other relationship. Because we tend to romanticize things we don't have. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But anyway, everything works out in the end of this episode. Like, she leaves her husband, but she met someone else through this through Joshua's website and he seems really cool the guy that she's dating and he tells her that he reunited with uh, what's her name again the girl (laughs) Margot is it Margot oh no the girl no it's not Margot he reunites oh god beautiful With the girl. It's the girl. You he can... reunites with the girl he loves. I'm sorry, yes. we don't have her name. I tried finding it and I cannot find it right now. Sorry. And it's really beautiful, the end. Because I love it. they reunite at the same place. They had their first kiss and it was... <laughs> and I cried. <laughs> you did? Oh, I only cried yes. in like the the third episode but for me this was like I was thinking a lot because he he and with her yeah and I was thinking he forgives her yeah and I was like "Mm." well because I don't know I I think it's right it's the right thing to do it depends if he wants but I don't know if I could do that it depends on the view of cheating of 
someone and also how much he loves her and how much she regrets it. Uh, I feel like when someone uh, forgives uh, someone of cheating, it takes a lot of it takes a lot of things for this mm-hmm. person to do this. Sometimes she's being dumb. Sometimes it's not, and it's just one mistake. Like it's her decision. You're not here to judge. No, I'm not judging. I just yeah. like I I was putting myself there and yeah. thinking, oh my god. Could I, like, forgive? forgive? Well, yeah, I don't know. We never know until we're going through that. Yes. And Let's... now we're going into the third episode, which is my favorite. And this one, likely the other two that are really happy, everything works out in the end not that this one doesn't but they are happy they are more easygoing this mm-hmm. one is not and they were also um this very idealistic idea of love and relationships not only uh, romantic love but also family and this one is a bit more mm, how can i say She's suffering, <laughs> and she, Lexi, is bipolar, and, like, throughout the whole episode, you're like, mm, what's going on? Is she depressed? Is she bipolar? Like, you don't know. You keep trying to guess, but I don't know if it was overly emotional to me because it hit a bit close to home. But you can yeah. feel, like, whenever she was in those moods and she was feeling I'm I'm gonna say depressed but she's bipolar but I'm gonna feel like a depressed mood. Um you could feel her and you're you're like, oh my god, everything's going great and then something clicks and she's not that great anymore and you want to help her and you, you can't. It's it's very oh god. And yeah. it go on. No, I would say something different so you can finish your No, no, go thing. on. I I was I want to speak about the like it's because it's a really creative episode and the yeah. way that they explain the mental health issue because We have all the musical thing in the beginning. Oh, I love it. And you think, oh my god, this is like so artistic. But then you understand why they're doing that. And it's like, it's a really ludic. It's ludic? Yeah, it's almost uh, a fantastical way to do it. To explain to a person that doesn't have the problem, like, I don't have this problem. So Mm -hmm. for me, I was like, Okay, now I understand. Like, I truly feel that because of the the images and the and how they create the episode. It's not only because Anne Hathaway was there doing an amazing performance as ever, as always, yeah. but like always, I don't know who directed this, but it was, it was really- a really great idea, and it 
it helps you understand the gravity of the problem of how someone can go from singing in the parking lot and wearing like bright clothes to not being able to leave your bed. And I remember watching <laughs> I remember watching this episode and I, the first time I watched it, I watched it with my mom. And we had already watched the first two episodes in one day and it was great. And then we watched it um uh marriage story and we were really, really sad. Oh my and god. We <gasps> and then we and yeah, let's not talk about marriage story. <laughs> no, but I'm imagining. <laughs> Can you imagine? Like, she was a, a wreck after the movie, and I was like, really? Oh my God, I don't know what to do. And then I put, oh, let's put uh, Modern Love, because it was great. It was easygoing and uh, sensible. And then I put this episode. And oh God. <laughs> Oh god. Yes. <laughs> Nothing could prepare me what I was going for like because it was my time to cry so hard. I remember I couldn't stop crying. <laughs> um because it starts with musicals. I love musicals. My mom was like, "Oh, that's you. Like how you want your life to be like she's singing in the streets wearing soup for soup for Oh, what was it called? super colorful clothes um, and being happy and I'm like oh this is how I want life to be and mm -hmm. when I'm in a good mood like how I act I don't know if people can see that like you don't know me but like people uh, that live on a daily basis with me feel this difference and then the episode progresses and she started And she cannot leave her bed. And she uh, doesn't have, like, she doesn't have any will to leave and doesn't eat. And I'm like, oh, I relate to this too. And it was really emotional because how could you, how could they do this? And you relate mm -hmm. to this so much. And I'm not saying I'm not diagnosed with bipolar disorder or anything but they did in such a way that even if you don't have anything uh you relate to this and you and it's like you've been hit with a baseball bat because i was a wreck like i was crying so much and you understand how it hurts like It's not your fault. It's not like you don't want to do things. But it's at the same time you don't want to do the things. And you physically can't. Yeah. And it really helps you. At least try and understand the gravity of the problem. And how you end up pushing people away when you have this problem. And you don't know uh, how to act or how to explain this to people. Because... It is kind of a complicated issue to talk, oh, hey, I have bipolar disorder or maybe if you're depressed, like, it is really serious. It's a serious issue and it's not something that you normally would talk about with anyone that you just met. But in yeah. these cases, if you don't, you end up pushing people away. 
so yeah, I was a mess. <laughs> yeah, but by the end of the episode, things get a little bit better because she kind of accept her healthy issue, and then she starts to tell to people that she has this yeah. problem because she realized that doing that first, things would be better because people, yeah, not everyone because not everyone respect this kind of things, but. Yeah, and also, like, hope people don't take this the wrong way. Not everyone needs or has the capacity to deal with those things, you know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it avoids problems right away. And I, I love that part where she's calling people, hey, like, from five years ago, I am bipolar. Yeah. Like, she's owning the problem, and she is accepting and it's more like of a journey of self-love on this one and self-respect like I'm gonna respect my condition yeah and she's treating herself sorry and she's really important yeah and she throughout the episode say that she had this since she was 15 and it's not like she never treated it but it also shows that how much it's hard to find a right treatment for you and how you have to be resilient with those things. And when she finds something that truly works for her, how her life changes. Yes. And it also doesn't let define her character just because she has a mental illness. Like, she's not just her bipolar disorder. Yeah. Yeah, and I, I love this episode so much since the musical part and the um, sensibility that they treat this issue. It was amazing. I love this. And Anne Hedwig is really, really, really beautiful in this. Cannot express yeah. how much I love this woman. <laughs> A lot. <laughs> really, so much. <laughs> Okay, yeah. next episode. Oh, this one's so cute. It's the so we are penultimo. Uh, I'm not saying como fala penultimo. So we are skipping a few episodes that I'm not going to say they're not great, but they are not our favorites. So we are going to the seventh yeah. episode. That it's about you can explain. Yeah, it's about a gay couple that wants to adopt a child, and they go through the system. So I'm not going to explain the system of adoption because I'm not an expert on it. And they oh, and they have a. It's not a surrogate. She's not a surrogate from for them. So they do this thing where they, uh, you have the girl who's pregnant has to pick uh, the couple that she wants to give the child, and they're yeah. giving and they're having an open um, adoption so that they can work with the mother to see uh, how much she can see the child, how close they will be throughout this whole thing, you know which. I think it's really common these days, I believe. Not sure, by the way. Um, 
and it's really funny because they met with her, and she, and the social worker said, "Oh, I believe it's easier if you meet her first because she's a bit different, and they are obviously worried because they want everything to be okay." So they met with this girl, and she is called Carla, and she is homeless, but like. By choice, I guess, because she always felt like she couldn't、uh, be tied down to one place, so she decided to live in the streets. And she's like, I assume she's okay with health and everything, because they weren't overly concerned about that in the episode.、Mm-hmm. Yeah, but it is still a little bit weird for them, because obviously this girl is caring. Their child,、uh, and like you want to make sure everything's fine with her, and it's really unusual for people to be like, "Oh, I live in the streets, and、uh, I'm gonna be carrying your child," and you don't. I don't know. I assume she would go regularly to doctors and everything. So, but it's still weird for them. It's not something that. It happens a lot. <laughs> It's not. I mean, maybe it does happen, just not part of our reality. But I mean, by choice, because there's plenty of homeless、mm-hmm. people for multiple reasons.、Uh, yeah. And when they met, she was like, "Oh,、uh, I just want to know if you guys love each other. Tell me how you met." And that's it. She. Normally, didn't ask the normal questions. That is, oh, do you have a stable job? Do you have a home?、Uh, why do you plan them to go to school? And I feel like normal questions that these people would ask and see if they want to give their child to the couple.、Yeah. And she was like, oh, I just want the kid to grow up being loved and by a loving couple. Which seems important. Seems fair enough. Yeah, because like you give your child to parents that fight all the time, and they only have a they only want a child to like fix the relationship. You know. Oh yeah. Or maybe not even fix. Like they want a child, but they. End up like fighting for many reasons. Like the child grows up being、uh, exposed to extreme trauma, and like no one should grow up in that way. But we know it's not the reality. Oh yeah, oh, we yeah. know. Well, you know. <laughs> Tell me about it. <laughs> yeah, and the episode revolves around the relationship of Carla with Toby. And Andy, which Andrew Scott, it's amazing in this series. Like he, he's always amazing. If you don't know who Andrew Scott is, he is the hot priest from Fleabag, and he's also in Nineteen Seventeen. Like, just from best things, like from this year alone in twenty nineteen. Yeah, it's an episode where you can see. A lot of things to discuss. I think 
like、mm. we have a couple. Yeah. Of, we have a gay couple. Yeah. Wanting to adopt, and I don't think if the adoption problem was only because of the adoption system, but maybe because they were gay. Oh yeah, because they had a bit of a problem of being recused, not recused.、Uh, people not wanting them as the to give their child to them, and we imagine that the problem is being two men that wanting、yeah. to adopt. Like it, it gives you space to think about that, and also because the woman. Carla, she doesn't want the child. Yeah, not because she doesn't love the baby, but because she doesn't want. She、yeah, don't she... think that she could like take care of the child or yeah. I don't know, like for、and、whatever reasons. Yeah, she could like, and she could pass through a lot of judgment because of that. Oh yeah, because certainly you know, women when they get pregnant, they have to women. have their big women. <laughs> Sasha Brown's voice. Women, <laughs> women <laughs> have souls as well as just hearts. <laughs> And if they want a baby, And,、um, yeah. Let me And, tell you. Uh yeah. We have a misconception of like if you get pregnant, you have to love your child. Like, if you want, if you're going to keep your child, I hope keep the child for yourself. I mean, I hope that you want the child and love love them as much as you can. Like, if you're going to have a problem with them, don't even yeah consider having. But, yeah, and she was like really responsible. Yeah, she was like. Oh, it's not even that I don't want this kid. It's just, uh, it's the most responsible thing I ever did in my life, because I cannot let go of this lifestyle that I have, and maybe having this kid would make me responsible. But I cannot risk the chances of not making respons, not making me being responsible, and I end up screwing up this child's life. You know. Yeah, and it's not even like she didn't want it. Can I say it? It's a baby, but is still not born. <laughs> the 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 baby. The, the, yeah, the, I'm gonna say baby. <laughs> Whatever. And she decided. She... Chama de feto. <laughs> the fetus. <laughs> uh, and she decided she didn't want an abortion because she. Wanted to give the child to someone who wants, wants one, a child, and doesn't really have the means to do it. And, and it's also a really noble cause because you're carrying a baby inside you for nine months, and it's not going to be yours. Oh,、yeah. I was I was actually discussing it with my mom because、um, a couple that we know.、Um, Two men also, they asked her to be her their surrogate, and she was like, "Oh my god, 
she was she was so confused, but she was like, "I don't think I could do it because I don't think I could give up the child later on because also when you carry something inside you when you basically create it mm-hmm. you, it's it's hard to let go, and she's doing exactly that. And she doesn't even want to keep the baby. So, I don't know. Yeah. Am I being too rude saying baby it? I don't know. Baby. I don't know, but... You no. know what I mean. I don't want it to be like, oh, this thing. And by the end of the episode, when the child was born... <laughs> yeah. The... It's Andrew... I don't remember his name. Oh, you know. it's Tobin. Yeah, Tobin. Andrew's character. He talks with Carla about, like, if you want to keep the baby for yourself, like, we... you should do it, because... I think this part is actually so brave, because they went through this process with her. Like, she just spent, like, 12 weeks a little less than 12 weeks in their house like and then and they are prepared to have a baby and they love this child already but he also understands how hard of this decision it is for her and she's like no i want to give the child to you and yeah. and he understand he, he's like oh because i'm happy to be just a part of the process if you want the baby and I think mm-hmm. that's really brave and which yeah. I also like in this episode how they clash lifestyles because they are super like anti-Trump uh, and non-conservative and and when they are faced uh, <laughs> with this uh, new lifestyle of Carla and she brings People that are homeless to her house when, whenever she has a roof uh, under her head, above her head, under her head. When she's at home. <laughs> when she's at home. <laughs> and they don't understand that. They think, they think that's like crazy, which I'm going to play devil's advocate. Like, I feel like it's only fair. That she wants to uh, share this thing and her house that she has by now. But she also could have asked them. Because it's not her house. But, you know, they have a fight yeah. about this. Because she brought someone. Like, not just one person. Like, multiple persons to their house. but they only... Not a person. Ed Sheeran. Ed Sheeran. <laughs> God, I would freak I out if Ed Sheeran was in my house too. I'm like, excuse how me. End up there in this episode. I was like, mm. like excuse me. I thought it was enough when you did uh, Game of Thrones, wasn't it? He did Game of Thrones. Oh yeah, you never finished it. Oh my God, you're terrible. No, but I will someday. Oh, and he he did um, 
yesterday. Yes. The movie. Oh yeah. Oh. Hey dude. So good this movie. Oh yeah. Oh my god. Amazing movie. <laughs> but um Lily James is there, so it's amazing. No, never just said her. anything. She's amazing. <laughs> She's amazing. Uh, uh, what was I talking about? Oh yeah, and they have this fight. Like you should have at least asked. Like you shouldn't have brought someone that we don't know to our home. But she's also like, oh, it's only fair that like I'm staying here and I'm gonna help other people that I can when I can. And she starts like, oh, you advocate for all of those things. Um, mm -hmm. but when you have to do it, you don't want to, like, you don't want to give up your way of life. And yeah. I love that. Uh, oh, what does, does she call him? It's, um, English version of, um, Comunista Jaifoni. I don't know. <laughs> She called him something like a hipster yeah. something, like calling him out, which I loved. <laughs> I thought it was amazing. And then uh, after that, they reconcile, obviously, because they end up with the baby. Uh -huh. But I feel like it was a necessary fight so they could understand more because later on he was like oh she's so strong she's amazing and mm -hmm. he proceeds to tell the kid when when she's growing up about her amazing mother and how she's not always present but she loves her very much and she is just born in the wrong time because people were used to not have a permanent home and I think it's really sweet Yeah, this episode it's really all squid. of these episodes are amazing. <laughs> really sweet, really sweet and no. easy. Maybe except the next one is also a little bittersweet, like the Annie Hathaway one. But in this, just to finish in this episode, it's like the love. It's in everywhere. It's in the in the relationship of the gay couple. It's in their relationship with Carla, and after that, the relationship with the baby. So everything is together, yeah. but it's not the same love, you know? Yeah. The love that they have for the, the girl, it's not the same love that Carla has for the girl, I think. Uh, I feel like... Because she gave her two ice creams. <laughs> <laughs> She's like... I love his freaking out. Oh, so... She gives you, she gave you, she gave you, she gave you two uh, ice creams. Yeah. And that's wrong. And he's like freaking out. That's a little bit too much sugar. It's again, a new love is a universal thing. It's just, it depends. All oh, the love, all oh, the love, love. Amazing. Okay. The next one. I also cried, and it's oh, yeah. the final episode. So I think that you can't watch the other episodes without 
an other, but for to watch this, I believe it's it's best to watch this one last. Yeah, left yeah, him. It's is it doesn't tie together the stories, but you can see how they fit in the same universe, and it would be more emotional if you wait. And yeah, and you're like, oh my god, this person from this episode, you know. And you're like, oh, ev- love is in everywhere in the city. All around the city, which I also remember uh, because I watched uh, Sex and the City. And Carrie's like, oh, does it really have place for love in Manhattan? And the answer is yes. Yes, Carrie. Yes, Carrie, oh. shut up. Oh, I love Sex and the City. Yeah, but Carrie is annoying. But okay. So, okay, let's talk about the episode. It's about old love. <laughs> old people's love. How old people love and how we forget that they have a life when they are old, like they still love and they are not yeah. only grandmothers and grandparents uh, and she says oh old people's love is different but it's also really similar to young people's love yeah. and it really catches you because yes it's different because she says oh we had gone through a lot of uh, bad things in life already so we believe that if something doesn't work out now like we will get over it. And God, I cry when she says, but I don't think I will survive this one because her love just died. And and it's always hard. And it doesn't matter your age. And and she says, oh, it's also really similar to young people's love. Like, uh, he would always, God, he was so sweet with her. Because yeah. he would always, like, touch her or give her a kiss whenever they passed in the house. And they were still in love. They had this passion for each other, which was the sweetest thing ever. And, and, and when they start running, and he starts running in the same pace as her because... He didn't have uh, time much practice when it came to running, and he had—I feel like he had problems breathing. And she would wait for him until they would be in the same pace. I think that's just a great thing. <laughs> so sweet. Yeah, uh, it's really pretty. It's not a a lot of things because, like, in the middle of the episode. They start to tie all the episodes together, yeah. I think. So it's not a lot of things. It's just to finish. like. Yeah, but I also... It got me thinking. Mm. And I believe that when I watched the episode, I even asked you that when you watched it, and then I, and then I asked you that... Uh, because she was already married, and he was married too, but they both died, their husband and wife. 
had died already, and it got me thinking, like, when you're together with someone your whole life, uh, how can you move on to that and find new love at such a advanced age? Oh, there's it's... a... Escutasse isso? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's a... There's a bit of a... I feel like they are building something in the room next to me, so ignore that. Yeah. And also, it got me thinking, like, if, God forbid, one of my grand, uh, grandparents, like, died and the other would be alone, I don't think I would know how to react if they found love again, because I don't, like... They were together their whole life, and now he's she's with someone else, or he is with someone else. It's really confusing. Like, what do you think about that? Okay, so people say that we have more than one soulmate. <laughs> yeah, and I I truly believe that. You know that. So, and then she was with her husband and. I hope that she loved him when she was with him. He died? I don't I don't know. I, I anyway. So. <laughs> okay, so she was with him and she learned a lot of things with him. But sometimes you need another person. <laughs> yeah. So, I don't know how to explain that. It's so hard because when you see like in your perspective like yeah. i could not be with another person if the love of my life died but at mm -hmm. the same time if you sometimes died. it just yeah i will i would want, want you know yeah. you I will want them to be happy like they are dead you're not you still deserve love Yeah, you don't need to be alone your whole life. But I think that it they are different kind of loves. So she loved the her husband and she had a lot of things with him, children, all those things. But when a whole she was, life. A whole life. But by the end she needed someone, you know, to have an easy love, maybe. Because mm -hmm. it was easy. It was like dating when you have 16. <laughs> She'd understand that they also love after they are old, you know. Yeah. And it was so pretty. Oh, my God. That scene when she's running. Oh, my God. I cried so <laughs> much. I was like, oh, no. <gasps> oh, no. Waterworks. It was so pretty. Uh, yeah. And she also says about something when Margot, when she is giving, I believe is the eulogy that they call it, when she's talking about her, I believe he's her, her, her husband. Um, Namorido. Says, <laughs> o chuchuquinho dela. Well, yeah, it was, it, it it was kind of a young younger teenage love, 
without the drama, except he yeah. got sick. <laughs> <laughs> It's really hard. Yeah. To to think, I don't know. Yeah, I, I hope I never. It never, never happened with me. You know, I want to die with my husband when I was. Oh, like in the notebook. Yes. Oh, the notebook. Yeah, I hope I want to die with the person I'm with too. Yeah, but um, really, really old, please. Yeah, one hundred years. <laughs> Yeah, I think so. I always say, oh, there's different kinds of loves, and not only one love for your whole life. Like the love of your life could be just one love of your life, and great if you're together your for the rest of the life. It's, it's amazing. Like I hope it's a healthy relationship. Yeah, because there is also these things. There's a lot of couples that. Are together for a really long time, and it be- it becomes toxic, and they don't have this love anymore. But they are still so used to it that they don't feel like breaking this. Yeah, but I think yeah, overall gives you a lesson of like you can have you more than one love. Yeah, and. It will be good. Don't feel guilty about it, because I don't know if I would feel guilty, but it would be. I can only imagine that it would be a little bit weird to. I don't know if you are cheating, on. Yeah. Would you consider cheating on your late husband? Uh. But it's it's not it's not. Hopefully they. From the heaven gives you permission. No, like okay, it's okay to date, but um, the guy that she is dating, and he also says, "Oh, I promised my wife that I would reunite with her, and now would be reunited with her." Like, how is going to be when everyone dies? Like, how is going to be? Everyone's <laughs> going to be a couple in heaven. If there is a, a heaven, they will be like. Okay, let me. Como é que é poliamor em inglês? Is there free love? Like, there's not uh, monogamy in heaven. Everyone loves each other. Okay, that's okay. how I solved my problems with Barbie. I, if one guy cheated on her, then she would, she she would hook up with the other Barbie, and everyone would be happy. Mm. And no. I, yeah, I got really disappointed when I found that found out it was not like this in the real world. The real world is a really difficult world <laughs> for love, but it for is love. possible. Yeah, I hope so. Yeah, and in that note, watch Modern Love to feel. Hopeful with the world, especially in times that we are living, we are not saying that we should forget about the fights that are being fought right now. And don't forget to 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 see the links and to and study. study.
That's it. Thank you for Don't listening. forget to follow us on Instagram. <laughs> yes. We also it's... have links of petitions in there. Yeah. We will leave the links there as well. So it's at golden with two ends swans. Thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. Bye.